Alrighty guys, welcome to episode 2 of the WWJS podcast. How you guys doing? Oh yeah, brother. How you feeling, bro? Doing good, how about you, brother? Doing good, baby, doing good. We got your boy on the sticks here, Hyfe. And we got on the other corner, the reigning champion himself, the defender of the motherfucking Cosmos, BN. How you feeling? I already asked that. No one cares. How you doing? I don't care. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start off the first, you know, beginning of this podcast. We're going to just start doing a new topic. Not that it really needs uh, explaining, but I'm going to do a song of the week every week now, starting off. Um, so this week, the song of the week is a song that came out about a year ago, actually. I've just been getting to this artist a little more recently. Um, I was kind of already into him before, but I just randomly stumbled out upon his music again uh, uh, recently. And the buyer is Smith, and the song is Noise. Have you heard of that song again? Who's a buy? I literally just said Jaden Smith. Oh, no, sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch that. <laughs> but no, I haven't. I haven't heard it now. Uh, yeah, it's Jaden Smith featuring uh, Tyler, the creator. I've never listened to it. No. Fucking good. You will like <laughs> it. So I'm going to play a preview right here. Yeah, I'ma need that gold metal map, black shit on the whip. Hit them drums, nigga. Iris in a six with the wrist. About to switch, no assist. Never miss with the drip. And I'm about to go and do some shit that no one never did. I'm with the boys, making a noise. This is the, uh, this is the joy. We second the choice. End of the story. We're already gone. I'm swimming a point. Niggas are not a fly in the sun. I'm gone. Alrighty, so I want to get off, start this podcast. We are, uh, yeah, I want to get off. Who wants to come over and <laughs> fucking, I uh, know. <laughs> so I want to start this, po- yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start this podcast off. Um, we're going to go to the one and only topic we're really going to be talking about today. Um, we're going to go with Kanye again. Uh, you know, it seems like we're on his nuts, but it's just something that we both kind of wanted to get off uh, talking about. Um, yeah, of course, breading, you know. And the the first the first thing I want to touch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the the blonde haired Kanye. Um, <laughs> I'm the, writing uh, the anti script as we oh, speak. Oh Jesus right Christ! Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first thing about Kanye I want to talk about is his new single that just came out, uh, "Wash Us in the Blood." Um, visuals were insane. Song was uh, good. It had a message behind it. I just thought. You know, coming from Kanye, it could have been a little more. I liked Travis's little, like, eight-bar bridge he had in there in between, you know, the Kanye chorus and verse and all that. I thought that was really good. But uh, when it came down to it, I didn't really feel like Kanye was really saying too much. Um, like I said, just coming from Kanye and the fact that he's very, you know, he's usually able to come off a lot more, like, uh, meaningful when he does songs like this because there's a deliberate meaning behind it, obviously. Um, especially with the visuals and everything. It just kind of seemed like he was, he didn't, it seemed like he didn't put too much effort into it. Like maybe he rushed it or something. The song was good though. It's catchy. Um, but it's kind of one of those like catchy songs that you just throw on. You don't even like listen to the lyrics. You just listen to the like beat. I feel like part of the experience is watching like the video. Yeah. Yeah. More of the experience. It's like, it's like, it's like one of those songs where it's like, like there's like, it's like not too much effort is put into it, but like it's mostly kind of the visuals doing like the storytelling yeah. rather than like the song itself. It's more just kind of like it's it's like an outline how I see it of like the transitions, things like that. Right. I mean, the big thing for me too was because like 
I didn't even know there was a video until you told me like a, a little bit ago. Like I, I listened to the audio this morning and I was like, I mean, this is good. I get the meaning, but it doesn't really do much. And then when I listened to the, uh, or when I watched the, uh, video, um, after you told me there was a video, I was like, okay, there's definitely like a, uh, a meaning me behind. Yeah. It gives me a little more context. And I knew the context before, like I said, it was just like, it didn't really seem like he was doing too much. Um, mm-hmm. but when I watched the video, I was like, that adds a lot of pieces and it's kind of the same. Like it reminds me of, uh, I don't think it's going to be as big and it's really going to, it's going to speak to the levels that, that, uh, this song did, but like Childish Gambino's, uh, this is America. The visuals yeah. really carried that song. Um, yeah. And painted a picture. So it was more of like a story and a, and a movie than just like the song. Cause if you listen mm-hmm. to, to the song without the, the music video, you're going to like, okay, there's meaning i guess but it's not really he's not saying too much mm-hmm. but when you watch it with the video the, you're like damn the like that's, stick in that's your head. like the, yeah the images stick in your head right exactly like when i hear the song the first thing i do is think of the visuals i don't think of like oh this bar is coming up oh this is happening i'm like nah dude i think of the video the visuals you know so um <laughs> i think kanye did good on the visuals 100 <laughs> percent. i think that if you watch the video with the song, obviously, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're like me and you like just checked it out on Spotify this morning and you didn't really watch the video, you're just kind of like, I get what he's trying to do. It doesn't like really seem like he's doing much. Um, but I really have those GTA Five clips in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, was that GTA Five or GTA Four? It looks like an old GTA. Say GTA Five. It just looked so outdated. Then again, then again, the game is like. It was released since 2013, so it's like that's true. It's like years seven old. years ago. Holy shit, that's crazy to I, think about. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so now that we got that out of the way, Kanye's new single, which is kind of ironic because we're going to talk about Kanye anyways this week. Uh, let's move into our main topic. We are going to go pretty deep into Kanye's uh, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" album. Uh, in my it's opinion, hands down, and the podcast. We're done. We did it. We that's it. Podcast. That's done. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Don't tell me that you got it. You ain't got it like that. I'm grinding straight up to the top and no, I ain't coming back. Don't call me by my legal name if you don't know me like that. These people try to bring me down, but no, I ain't holding back. I remember being lonely with nobody else to hold. I remember sleeping in a car on my grandma flow. I told my brothers when we make it, we ain't going back to broke until we live in that this is probably hands down his best album his best art piece of art i mean out of all of his albums this takes the cake uh and it's just from the fact that it's got every component of rap that there is it's progressive it's unique but it's also good because i was actually talking about this with my uncle earlier like for people who make progressive and unique albums, just to make a progressive or unique album doesn't mean it's going to be fucking good. It could be trash. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not good because you're you're unique, you know? Like when Kanye mm-hmm. does something, most of the time that's unique. It ends up being good because he does it in a way that the songs are still good and catchy. Um mm-hmm. when artists that come out of nowhere say like, "Oh, I'm going to be different just for the sake of being different." Mm-hmm. It doesn't come off good. Like you have to do it in a specific way. And this is one mm-hmm. of those albums that kind of came off different and unique in a good way um mm-hmm. in the very beginning of the album leads off with dark fantasy which is a great opener mm-hmm. uh you know that beginning with uh what is that Nicki minaj at the beginning mm-hmm. um, 
that kind of like, uh, that monologue. Yeah, the monologue is talking about some shit. Uh, basically, and it to the choir singing. Right. Can we get my the the buildup yeah, is great. It felt very theatrical. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the paint paint a picture. Like throughout the whole album, you're thinking of a picture, and you're just thinking of like this crazy like travel experience, you know, like. Um, and the thing with this album that kind of uh, adds a lot to it too is Kanye kind of had that idea that this is like this is a masterpiece, you know, because he created like that 30, 40 minute video uh, for the whole album, mm. like a little like a little movie kind of going with it, you know, uh, mm. and that was that was pretty dope in itself um, with like very little dialogue. Like it was mostly just like the songs playing in the video and like people mm. moving around and shit. Like, but, uh, like, the, like the whole album just feels just like, just like one play, if that makes sense. Where, oh like, yeah. It, and then like, you just get kind of that like, like ambiguous ending with like cool survive in america and then like it's it's hard to say it's just a whole trip (laughs) right yeah i agree and what what i what what i love about it is that like like it doesn't feel like it's like really a a hip-hop album it's just or like trying to stay in that area because it's trying different things out like from other genres especially like like with kind of like the like choir sound and like like I t- and I think there's he's taking cues from other kind of classical kind of music too, and like artwork, like old like old artwork paintings from like like really long time ago. Like it's hard to articulate my thoughts. I'm sorry, but it's just no, feels I get like it. Just like art. It just feels like just pure art. It seems like if the Renaissance had rap, yeah, that, at yeah. that time, this uh, is what it seems like it would be sounding like. Yeah, that that, that you say that perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, like like a masterpiece. Like like this is this album reminds me of like Mozart, Beethoven, uh mm-hmm. on in fucking rap. That's and, that's how that's where Kanye usually takes a lot of inspiration from. Right. And I don't wanna like gas him up or anything, because like there he's obviously dropped some whack ass albums as of recently. Mm-hmm. Uh but this album in particular, like this album, like people people a lot of people argue Graduation's his best album, but Graduation was great, and that's like the beginning of Kanye's like kind of venturing off into other sounds. But mm-hmm. this is the album that I think he literally captured it on, um, yeah. captured like every sound, every uniqueness he was trying to do without seeming like he was pushing too far in one direction too hard. Um, mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about this before, but. What what do you think your favorite song off the album is? You you would say probably gorgeous, yeah. As a personal favorite, yeah, but like, mm-hmm. what adds to like the album? Oh, like a lot to the album is probably "Runaway," just because mm. just that that's the one single that like, which like that just like sticks in your head, yeah, like yeah. the most, but for good reason, right? I mean, I'd say my personal favorite is definitely either gorgeous or like hell of a life because it's so catchy Mm. um Mm. but i think the best songs like not personal favorites but best songs on the album easily run away um Mm. blame game Mm. and then probably you know just with that john legend hook and and the the, what he's rapping about everything and then 
Devil in a New Dress. The production on that. Rick Ross's best verse ever is on that. Um, everything about Devil in a New Dress is its own masterpiece in itself. It could have been released as a single and not been on the album, and I'd still be like, dude, this song is fucking insane. Um, <laughs> I easily think Devil in a New Dress is the best song on the album if it's not Runaway. Mm-hmm. No, I agree <laughs> with that. Just because that just, like... Well, you like when you listen to Devil in a New Dress, what picture did it paint in your head? Like your first listen. <laughs> um, sorry, I got like a <laughs> spit down my windpipe. Um, honestly, like I don't even really picture much with Devil in a New Dress. It's one of those songs, like you know, a lot of songs you picture something in your head. Devil in a New Dress, I don't even necessarily picture anything. Like I just am in awe listening to the audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if I had to picture something, it's kind of like that renaissance like I'd be in like a castle with like my robes on, like sitting on the balcony or something with a like a mm-hmm. wine or something maybe. Um, kind of like royalty feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to say I pictured something, that would be what it was. But mm-hmm. I, when I listen to it, I just close my eyes and lay there. I don't really mm-hmm. visualize anything. I'm literally in this complete darkness just listening to the song. Um, and that may sound kind of corny or whatever, but like this is one of those songs that like inspires me every day when I'm making music. Like I always think of the progressiveness and um, how how he did this song, like just that soulful da da na na and all that. Other shit mm. with the guitar bars and like everything about that song is just so fucking good and runaway is great just for how unique it is and like the story behind it Mm -hmm. um but i think devil in a new dress tops it just based off the fact that like the the instrumental is just so dressed just talking about some random rapper shit like he's Mm-hmm. telling a story I mean, that's what pretty much is, this whole al- the album is just basically just like just one narrative each mm-hmm. song is just like is like his different experiences but it's like it's telling it in like a like like a movie way that's how i visualize it but it don't like each song is like its own scene it, it, each song feels like it could be its own movie but it also plays like a huge role in like the overall story right if that makes sense no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it basically just seems like one giant story, like we said before. I mean, mm-hmm. for front to back, there's not really a weak album on this, mm-hmm. or song on this album. I mean, the two I probably listen to the most, or the, the least, I mean, is probably mm-hmm. Lost in the World and Who Will Survive in America. Mm-hmm. And that's just by the time I get to those songs, after listening to Blame Game, I just want to restart the album. <laughs> it's not really that the songs are bad. I just, by the time I get to those, I'm like, they're not my favorite, so I could easily just be like, meh, and go back to the beginning of the album and listen to them again. Um, Usually I stop at Lost in the World, and then I go back and listen to everything again. Yeah, yeah, so around the same, like, and it's not that those two, those last two songs are bad, it's just they don't really grab me as much as the rest of the album, because they're just more of like, they're kind of more of that graduation sound, where he goes back to that, like, soulful kind of rap, and it's just kind of like, normal rap stuff as where mm. the rest of the album is like has unique parts in it that kind of push the boundaries around you know mm. 
So, I mean, so we, we start off with Dark Fantasy, like we said, with Nicki Minaj's monologue. It goes into the choir, into the hard-hitting mm-hmm. shit. Then it goes to Gorgeous, which is, mm-hmm. I would probably say, the most played song I've played on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of the later songs I discovered, too. Like, I had to listen to Power and All the Lights first before I listened to Gorgeous, because they were two of the mm-hmm. main singles. Yeah. Um, but when I heard Gorgeous, man, that... That guitar, the da 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 na da da na 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 So good. The beat is fire. And you got Kanye rapping. His flow on there is great. And then Kid Cudi's, uh, his hook is insane. Uh, One of Kid Cudi's best know. features. And then you got Raekwon coming in with his, uh, just, man, that lyricism in his verse, uh, man. It's just great. That that song is it's fantastic. It's It's so beautiful. It's like... I don't know, like Raekwon's verse just always sticks in my head. Like, oh yeah, like Connie just has that ability where, it just like, he's able to bring everybody's like best like game like talents like in- into like like his like into like like um into the room, and like they just oh, go yeah. off, and that that just like makes me happy. I mean, like like we said in the last pod, it seems like every single uh thing every song that connie has had like like a guest verse on seems to be his uh their best verses Mm -hmm. i mean it's the truth i mean you look at like i said like you look at uh the the uh devil in a new dress with rick ross and i'm not even a big rock rick ross fan but i've heard a lot of his songs but he comes mm-hmm. in just spitting fucking bars mm-hmm. man and like talking some true shit and then obviously mm-hmm. on this one with raekwon i mean like listen to these beginning these beginning bars like i done cop tim's lived in lenses kid armani suits fresh boots valley yeah. boots and benzes, benzes. <laughs> like just that delivery and just the way voice. he has the, the flow he has on is so good uh mm-hmm. And the way he ends it, like, if you can't live, you die, and you give or you buy, and keep it real, keep moving, keep grinding, keep, keep grinding. shining. To every young man, this is a plan. Learn from others like your brothers Ray and Kanye. Like, mm. just so good. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, and, and Raekwon's obviously, you know, one of the goats, one of the pioneers. Mm. Um, but, man, that, that, verse, that verse is definitely one I'll never forget. Um, mm. And then we go into uh, the next song, Power, which was released as a single and like with a music, like a minute and a half music video. Um, mm-hmm. they did, he didn't even make the whole song uh, in the music video. He just put like the first half, which that song is definitely one of the harder songs on the album with that choir in the background and, mm-hmm. you know, the way he's spitting bars. And then he does that breakdown where he's like, Jumping out the window and all that other you stuff, know, you know. Like, when I when I listen to it, like what what I think of is like old like Greek Roman type art paintings of them yeah. charging into war. That's what I think of. Yeah, like Roman Greek whatever, like the war shit. And and I think part of that too, like you visualize that just because the music video too kind of had that aesthetic, where mm. it was like just being a fucking Roman or Greek or whatever medieval times type fucking god. And you're just on your throne going ready into war. And this song mm-hmm. is kind of like that too. Like this whole, like I said, this whole album is like a renaissance or like kind of like, like super like Roman Greek war type album. Like it's 
just seems very uh godlike. Mm-hmm. And what's funny about this album is it seems like he did that not even mm-hmm. on purpose. Like it just ended up doing that. And then when he tried to do it on purpose, like in Yeezus and shit, it just came off bad. It didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, like he seemed like oh, I'm a god, and all that other stuff. But when he did it on My Beautiful Girl, Dark Twisted Fantasy, it just kind of seemed a way that was genuine. Like, he did mm-hmm. it in a good way. That where it didn't seem like he was making himself seem higher than everybody, but it ended up being higher than everybody. Um, like, the, th- the thing about this album, where it's like, I don't think it was Kanye trying to intend it to be his, like, best album, but it mm-hmm. just, like, creatively, it be- it was, like, it was his best work. That's how I kind of think of, like, Travis Scott's Rodeo. Right. I mean, I think I think a lot of that is true because I mean, like when it comes to like TLOP, Jesus is King, uh, Jesus, it seems very forced. Mm -hmm. Like he was forcing a narrative. mm -hmm. It's I feel like it's one of those things where like where you make something where you don't think it's like your best project, but you get so much positive reception. It's really hard for like an artist to try and like create like or like kind of like surpass that like expectations again so that's why it's like some some songs like just kind of like fall short which i which i think is like a double-edged sword in my opinion just because it's like you're always trying to live up to that creative like that that creative magic that you set like like with like uh my beautiful dark twist fantasy that the other albums just kind of just like like i wouldn't say fail but just don't live up to that magic which is like a, which I see it as a double-edged sword sometimes. I mean, I also think Kanye, like, I don't know if it was like, like it's not really an audience thing. It just seems like Kanye tried way too hard to portray something to keep the magic going, as <laughs> to where when he did My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, he was just being creative and doing something different. When he did those other albums, yeah, when he did those other albums, it seemed like he was forcing something. I mean, he's literally on the song I Am a God saying, I am a God. Like, (laughs) it's literally egotistical. But when he did My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, he didn't really seem egotistical. He just seemed like he was making art that came off Mm -hmm. in a genuine way that made him Mm -hmm. higher than life. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because after Power, we get into All the Lights Interlude great interlude mm, to start mm. all of the lights the actual song with sure rihanna i always listen to i always make sure i listen to the interlude before so the song. good that violin and shit like the synths everything that comes in and then the choir and then you get into all the lights the actual song and it's just so fucking good um and then after all the lights we got monster which oh. is oh. Nicki minaj's best verse best yeah, like down. I said, it's, like I said, it's Kanye's able to bring that energy out and like. Oh Nicki yeah. Minaj, I would say Nicki Minaj. Okay, you know we might argue about this, but I think Nicki Minaj bodied both Kanye and Jay Z on this. Oh, easily. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not yeah, arguing yeah. about okay. that easily. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, and Rick Ross. Monster, when, yeah, when you think of Monster, her verse is the, probably the first thing you think of. Right. Like, at least that's how I. That's how I feel. That's the first thing I think of. Like, I mean, Jay Z had a good could... verse, but Nicki Minaj's was miles ahead. On. Mm-hmm. What were what were some what, what were some of your favorite lines on like from her verse? 
Oh shit! You put me on the spot. I don't even remember most of her lines. I like the fuck Nikki. She's fake part. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me let me go to Genius really quick because I don't. It's been like I literally just listened to this, but like I have not mm. memorized her verse. Um. Mm. But I definitely. Uh. No. No. Most of it. I think. But, uh, I think it's like her. Like. Her intro, pull up in the monster automobile. Oh, gangsta, the way she raps that. that. Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm that yeah, top yeah. of Willy Wonka. You could be the king, but watch the queen conquer. I'm just like, oh, so I'm like, hard. So hard. <sighs> it's, it's just um, in your face, and like she's honest, and just she's brutal with it. And like, I don't think she could ever really make a verse as good as this again. <laughs> Yeah, I like the way she says Nikki on them titties when I sign it. You know, mm-hmm. like the way she says that. But I think my favorite bars are definitely at the end where it's like, forget Barbie, fuck Nikki, she's fake. She on a diet, mm-hmm. but my pocket's eating cheesecake. cheesecake. And all I say, <laughs> bride of Chucky, it's child's play. They like, just killed another just career. Killed career. It's a mild it's a day. Mild day. The way besides, yeah, they that. can't stand. Besides, yeah. Me, I think me and you, I'm should Minaj Friday. Oh man! Sorry. And then it does that bead drop with the pink wig, thick ass, giving wig yes, lash. lash. I think they get, get cash, make them blink fast. Honestly, most of that is like she's saying some hard shit, but most of that is just her flow on this. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, because she switches it up like four or five times each. Each each four eight bars, she switches up the flow. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, She's on a diet, but my pockets eat cheese. I, I did so hard, <laughs> so hard. Like yeah, said, Ni- like, Nikki bodies just... that. Yeah, and, and it's and, and it's not case. that like I said, it's not that she has better bars than anybody else in the in the songs. Honestly, Jay Z and uh, Kanye both had some pretty good bars. It's more um, about how she presents herself in this song, right. especially like the it's last her verse. Flow and her confidence on it, bro. Like. Uh-huh. I mean, I do like Kanye's bars, like very first bars, like the uh, the best living dead, living or uh-huh. dead heads down, huh? Let's talk more head right now, huh? <laughs> like uh-huh. the way he delivers it's... that is pretty good. But the Nikki just has like that. It seems like she knew she was about to body everyone on here, so she came yeah, in with just that confidence. It's kind of that thing where it's like you know, I gotta compete with like it, it's. Yeah, she knew she was gonna body them, and like. I don't think Kanye and Jay-Z were expecting her to body that. But if your verse is going to be last, it's like she, her mind was like, I got to make it the first thing people remember when they think of this song. And like, even though, you know, like Kanye and Jay-Z are like lyrically more talented, it's just the fact that like, it's just her confidence and her yeah. bravado that just makes it so memorable. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. It, her confidence on here is is insane. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm, um, I'm just kind of like focused on just reading these bars. I'm like, God damn, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and honestly, one of my personal favorites when I was in school, I listened to this song a lot. Is the next song so appalled? Uh-huh. Just because that is just so bar heavy. It's like bar there's heavy, yeah. so many bars, and it. If you've never really like taken a deep dive into Sci High the Prince, like Sci mm-hmm. High the Prince is just he's got metaphors out the ass. This dude is crazy. This was my first experience with Sci High the Prince. Mm-hmm. Um This dude, man, so fucking hard. Um He has my favorite verse on this song. 
easily. <laughs> and then part of Pusha T. Yeah. Champagne witches, dirty white bitches. I mean, this shit is Damn, fucking this ridiculous. Shit is ridiculous. Yeah, like the first, the first, the first few lines out of this dude's mouth on his verse is, "Ha, I am so outrageous. I wear my pride on my sleeve like a bracelet. If God had an iPod, I'd be on his playlist." <laughs> like that is just so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like. I met this girl on Valentine's Day, fucked her in May. She found out about April, so she chose to march. march. (laughs) So hard. That wordplay, bro. Hot damn, another broken heart. Hot damn, another broken heart. I keep pitches by the twos. twos. Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. (laughs) (laughs) So hard. Got a seven on me. Call my Jero Lamar. Plus a Trojan in my pocket. Matt Leinhart. (laughs) So hard. Oh, Tiger G-A-T Woods don't make me grab iron. Uh, so good. Because you hate has got PhDs. So no, good. Just some meta hairs and some math miners. Like Tiger Woods don't make me grab iron. It's one of the hardest gun bars I've ever had, uh, to be honest. Man. It's it's just verses like that. They're just like, damn. No, I want to like write lyrics again. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it's like put like pushes T verse was also my favorite on this too. Oh yeah, push it, push T verse on here is hard. CNN said I'd be dead by twenty one, or or like an arrogant drug late, an arrogant drug mm-hmm. dude legend I become. It's like <sighs> CNN again, said I'd be t- dead by twenty one. Yeah, Blackjack, I just Jack, pulled I just, an ace. Are <laughs> you looking at the king in his face? <laughs> so hard. There is him, my dream, motherfuckers. I'm watching it take shape. Yeah, so uh, good, so good. Still move a bird like I'm in bed with mother. I Deuce. love looking at that bar. <laughs> Them hoes come in a baker's dozen. Like <sighs> Jesus, so good, so good. I speak the gospel hostile. Tony doing time for what he did to nostrils. <laughs> so good. Like I said, like. It's just it's pushing I mean, you, so like I think Jay Z had one of my favorite bars though on the whole album. Um yeah. Dark Knight feeling die and be a hero or live long enough to see yourself, see become, yourself a become a villain. I went from the favorite to the most hated, but would hated. you rather would be you underpaid, rather be underpaid, underpaid or, overrated? or overrated? So hard. It's just the <sighs> money talk, man. Like mm-hmm. Jay Z I think is the best when it comes to to rapping about money. I mean, this dude mm-hmm. obviously, you know, is is good with his money. Um, mm-hmm. But he's good about talking about his money, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that song is easily one of the most barred-up songs on the whole album. Um, but then we finally yeah. get into probably easily my favorite, probably my favorite song on the album. I'm actually going to say that now. That is my favorite song on the album, is Devil in a New Dress. Um, mm-hmm. Just everything about it is just so fucking good. Um, the way you look should be a sin. You my sensation. Yeah, and I actually have a song that is that's probably gonna go unreleased. Um, but I sampled that hook and I did it myself. I redid the hook on one of my songs. Um, where I'm like, the way you look should be a sin. You my sensation. sensation. I put that in there. I said, put your hands in the muff fucking sky or some shit like that. And uh, it's just. Man, this song, it's, the beat is really what gets me. Like, I could just listen to that beat over and over again. And the part I liked a lot, because as a big LeBron fan, um, mm-hmm. he comes in 
hood phenomenon, the LeBron of Ryan. <laughs> like, <laughs> hard to be humble when he's stunting on a Jumbotron. Oh, so good. So good. I right. Looking at, at for Rick Ross's verse, his starting oh, lines. Jesus. Looking at my bitch, I bet you give your ass a bone. Looking at my verse, they'll turn your ass to stone. So good. Oh. Cherry, cherry red cherry, cherry excess is just my character. Oh, jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> <laughs> I need oh, never needed acceptance from all you outsiders. Had ciphers with Yeezy before his mouth wired, and that is so oh. hard because on like Kanye's first album, he had the uh, do the wire song. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's basically just speaking like I was with Kanye day one, dog. Like you motherfuckers coming on his hopping on his dick now. I was having ciphers with him before he was even a thing. You know, getting two pack, two pack money twice over. Red two pack sweater, dice roller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making love to the angel the of angel death, catching feelings, never stumble, stumble retracing, retracing my steps. My steps. Like oh. this is easily his best verse. Mm-hmm. Easily, like I said, we're, we're, I know we're gonna keep repeating it, but it's just Connie knows how to bring out that energy. He does. He really does. And I, I think that's some of the magic with Kanye. Like he may not be the greatest of rappers. He's a <laughs> damn good fucking producer but he brings out the energy in everyone because everyone if they hop on a track with kanye ain't nobody gonna come with some weak shit everybody's like dude this is kanye this is a legend whether you like him or not you think he's crazy you don't like his personality you don't like he follows trump whatever he this dude is a genius on the music he knows how to bring energy out of people and like make things seem way more like bigger than life than it is like yeah yeah he knows how to do that he knows how to bring sounds together too. Like I didn't like Jesus mm-hmm. is King or whatever album or TLOP, but like every album is cohesive and has a a vision and mm-hmm. has a way of bringing some sort of aesthetic and some sort of vibe to the music. Um, Connie, Connie just knows like he's just, he just knows how to make vibes <laughs> easily. Mm-hmm. Easily, this dude is a genius. Like I said, you can say whatever you want, but this dude is a genius when it comes to music. I would say he's like, like equivalent to like, like, like you said, Renaissance painters. Mm-hmm. He's, he's on that level because he like he knows how to paint his music and like vision. Well. Oh yeah, Kanye's albums and Kanye himself are going to go down in history very memorable. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna get so much hate for this just because. Mm. There's going to be people like, well, they're the goats and all this stuff. Like, yeah, they could be the goats. But mm-hmm. Kanye's albums and Kanye's work is going to be more memorable and more legendary in the long run than Tupac, than Biggie, mm-hmm. than um, fucking uh, Dr. Dre, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people. And it's not that these people are worse than Kanye. A lot of them are better. I put three it's, of those dudes that i just thing, said like, in the top 10 but it's the fact that connie's albums are so cohesive and so good and he has so many that are so cohesive and good mm-hmm. you can play them and you'll still be there i'm not saying tupac and biggie are worse than connie I, they're obviously better rappers and they're more mm-hmm. goats than connie is when it comes to just rapping ability but when it comes to musical ability i would say besides maybe dr dre because dr dre literally created a whole sound um yeah <laughs> kanye is one of the most legendary music creators of mm-hmm. all time at least in yeah. hip-hop yeah he created a whole genre 
of music <laughs> today by himself. When it comes to that whole mumble rap with the like, 808s 808, fucking yeah. shit, when he dropped 808s and Heartbreak, every little rapper has listened to that, like I said. And they take <laughs> inspiration off that with him and Lil Wayne. So him and Lil Wayne, T-Bane, they created like a whole sound in hip-hop that wasn't thought of before. Um, <laughs> and did it in a way that they did it in a way that wasn't bad. A lot of the little rappers now kind of do it lazily and they just do, well, I can do that sound and make money off of it. As to where Quan Kanye did it and stuff, he was doing it as like a machine, as an instrument <laughs> to get some sort of uh, feelings off, you know, like emotion <laughs> out. But um, I know I'm going to get flamed for that. People are going to be like, oh, you can't say that. Fuck you. And it's like, well, it's, I'm not even saying anything it's, bad. It's, it's like <laughs> not saying anything bad, but if you want to like judge, it's like, I feel like you have to like judge it through like different lenses where it's like, okay, yeah. you, know, you could say, you know, Tupac and Biggie, like, are better rappers, but it's like, like, but can they, but can, like with Kanye, like, he knows how to make things musically that just sound cohesively right. a lot better and like more progressive right. than like the sounds right. back then. Because I would say like Tupac and Biggie probably are better at like storytelling and, uh, mm-hmm rapping about their life you know like in the streets and just all this other stuff but like obviously way, and doing it in a more and doing it in a more lyrical yeah. way but when it comes down just, to like painting pictures mm-hmm. and like building, building this entire movie basically and this entire like journey mm-hmm. kanye is the guy yeah easily mm-hmm. especially with this album without a doubt dude so and I mean, hate hate on hate on the opinion all you want. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna you're not gonna say it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Next song we get into is is uh, "Runaway," easily his best track, if not in, like in my opinion, his second best track behind "Devil in a New Dress." Mm-hmm. When it comes to just mm-hmm. the picture that it paints, mm-hmm. it was even the piano in the wedding. beginning, man, huh? <laughs> It was even played at my cousin's wedding. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Shout out Kanye for that. <laughs> shout out Kanye playing the song at VN's cousin's wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard the piano keys. I'm, no, I just heard just that note, and I was like, I know where this is going. I still find that crazy how somebody would play that at a fucking wedding. Like, this is not a, a love song. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was played when, like... It's quite the opposite. The, when all the bridesmaids were, like, walking up, and I'm just like... Oh, this my is not God. a love song whatsoever. But, you know, nah. look, I mean, it sounds He's nice, literally saying, so... let's have a toast for the douchebags. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, while the people hey, I love you like, so much. I'm a douchebag. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's get married. Mm-hmm. No, this uh, is the, the, my thing about this song that I love so much because I was mm-hmm. this came out in like 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. or uh, well, no, 2009, 2010. 2008 was uh, yeah. uh, 808s, 2009, yeah. 2010. So that was what 10 years ago. So I was like a fucking, I was barely hitting my teenage years, right? Um, and I was getting, (laughs) I was barely in middle school and I was going heavily into rap at the time. I was getting more and more into it. This song literally progressed me more into rap because I was watching the Grammys or VMAs or whatever the fuck it was that he did this performance on. He performed this song with Pusha T and Kanye's in the center stage. It's all white stage. They did because, you know, like they did like this, um, Tesla aesthetic vibe. I say Tesla not just because like Tesla is about the whole all white futuristic look. Um, Mm -hmm. it had that kind of vibe and like, you know, like red lights and shit in the background. Kanye was wearing, I believe, 
an all black leather mm-hmm. outfit, maybe, or it was an all white outfit. I don't remember. It was one of those. I've seen so many of his performances, I can't remember. But I remember exactly where I was. I was in my living room upstairs in the childhood house that I lived in, watching this on the TV with my brother. And I remember there'd be like, and here comes Kanye. And I was like, oh, bet I'm going to watch this because I listened to like Stronger and stuff. So I knew of Kanye and I listened to a lot of his songs. Um, mm-hmm. And then I go over and he there that whole vibe, like I was saying, was on. And then he brings out this fucking NPC on this little table <laughs> and literally plays the beat himself on the NPC and does a remix on it and shit and mm-hmm. starts rapping and singing. And then Pusha T comes out of nowhere in the background. And it was like, honestly, one of the greatest Grammy performances I've seen. Until Kendrick became a thing. And then, <laughs> you know, Kendrick Lamar just became, you know, the epitome of GOAT status. But Connie's <laughs> performance on here was insane. And mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. And this, that got me super into the song. So I, I looked at the song afterwards and I got super, super, super into the song. Um, mm. Because it would always paint that picture in my head of that performance. Mm. I never and seen just the like the feeling. Oh, so just look up. Uh, Kanye runaway I think it's VMAs to be honest with you um, the thing about Kanye when it comes to like live performances is that he he puts on a he show does dude. Have that go- he does have that god aspect where he does make himself way bigger than life and like oh yeah he doesn't and just he, perform the song like as if it's just no a and he forces like, it too like if you look at if you watch this um granted like you're on a stage everyone's focused on you but I'm yeah. talking about like he literally brought his own NPC out. And there was nothing around him on the stage. Nothing. It was just him and his fucking table and NPC. He wanted to make sure mm-hmm. everyone was focused on him. And then when you look mm-hmm. at his concerts, like recently nowadays, he's on a floating stage, an elevated yeah. stage above everyone. So everyone's just under him looking at him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some egotistical shit, but that's low-key hard as fuck. Like, <laughs> because it's like, and in a way, it's like he, in a way, like, I think he has earned that status. Oh yeah, but also like like art like artistically too. It's like yeah, he he's earned that status in my opinion. But it also I say he's earned that status. Favor. Yeah, it I'd does. Say, it, I I'd say he earns favor. that status, but it also gives people a good excuse to not like him because it seems a mm-hmm. lot more egotistical than it should be. But mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, dude. As an artist and as someone who has struggled with confidence in the past and like if people liked him or not and all this stuff, I'm at a point now where I'm like. I feel like Kanye and I haven't even really done much in my career, obviously to like have that feeling, but I feel like I'm larger than life when I'm making music. And when I create something that's so good and so cohesive, I feel like mm-hmm. I just look in the sky, put my arms on. I'm like, I'm that fucking dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that. And I, and I haven't even done shit. <laughs> Kanye is out here creating crazy albums like this. The dude feels like that. So I'm mm. not mad about it. I can see how somebody could be mad because they're like, 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 oh, he's too egotistical. He thinks too highly of himself. Like, but okay, like, you, but would you like, rather him? At... You would you rather him want to commit suicide and be depressed because he feels like he's nothing, or would you rather him be so egotistical he thinks he's above everyone? I'd rather him be confident in himself, making great music, mm. than being like, oh, my life sucks. Mm. I'd rather him be the opposite direction, you know. So. Mm. It's like he just he he knows how to make things bigger, like larger than. Oh life. yeah, and that's that's Definitely. just like what I love about him, and like those performances, like he like he like he he knows how to make it stick in your mind. He knows how to tell stories. Right. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite opening bars ever from Kanye 
She find pictures in my email. Man. I sent this bitch a picture of my dick. <laughs> I don't know what it's about females. Oh my I'm god. I'm not too good at that shit. Just everything on you. The, the part, the part where he says, "I sent this bitch a picture of my dick," <laughs> like out of nowhere. <laughs> You're just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's just so good. And honestly, mm-hmm. this is Pusha T's best feature on this song. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is if you listen to the interview with Pusha T talking about this song, he probably wrote like six or seven verses to this. And Kanye mm-hmm. just kept telling him to be more of a douchebag. He's, he, he kept going, you have to be more of an asshole. The song's about being assholes. Keep spitting angrier and angrier shit. Push is like, dude, I don't want to be like coming off like a dirty dick. And uh, he's like, no, <laughs> do it. I want you to sound like a, sh- a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, all right. And he's, he writes this. And this isn't even that bad. So to think about the fact that Kanye kept telling him to do worse and worse and worse. And he comes up with this verse. And this verse ain't even that bad. Um mm-hmm like douchebaggy wise it just seems you know that's the only yeah that's the only part though that like makes me think okay kind of douchey right the rest of it's just kind of like not even that bad so i want to know like what his original verses sounded like verses were like yeah because that's like a cakewalk compared to what he said in this because this ain't (laughs) even that bad the only part like i say that that sounds kind of douchey is the 24 7 365 pussy stays on my mind i did it all right all right i admit it now pick your next move you can leave or live with it you know that's the only part that i'm like okay you know Um, i I never got that he was like trying to be as much of a douchebag as possible i was kind of like that's what he said that's what he's but i mean if i guess now that i'm reading it does sound a little douchey like hoes like vultures want to fly in your pretty lovers lovers. you can't take them blame we've never seen versace sofa right Every bag, every blouse, every place it comes with a price tab to be face it. Face it. You should oh. leave if you can't accept the basics. It does That's sound nice. a little douchey. Um, when you read it, but it's just when like you read it, but it's it. really when he raps yeah, it, it, like, it doesn't, doesn't sound, sound bad. Yeah, because I think he's but. like he's like okay, I'll make the lyrics sound like you know douchey, but like I'll sound nice on it when I record it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I think the crazy, the only so it annoys me, but it also adds aesthetic to the song. Is a part after Pusha T where Kanye does like the auto tune, making it sound kind of like a guitar, the distortion, and uses it as an instrument, where it's just like rawr, rawr, for like fucking two minutes. I'm like, bruh. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to the whole song. I always skip forward through after that because I'm like, I don't want to hear you just going rawr, rawr, for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. You're trying to paint a picture, and when you do listen to it, when you're in that mood, it it paints a picture and it just adds so much to the story. But it's like casually listening to it. I'm not trying to listen to you hollering auto tune in the mic for fucking two and a half minutes bro like i'm sorry mm. i'm just not about it but i understand the reasoning behind it because it adds a lot more of a a picture and mm. it adds more of a story and mm. it's it's good i like it like when i first heard mm. that part i was like holy shit this is insane i love this and i listen to it a bunch but now after like hearing the song so much like it doesn't obviously uh have the same feeling as when i listened to it the first time so now i'm kind of mm. just like meh about it meh. Mm-hmm. but uh Man, that song. We could honestly do like a two-hour pod about just this song. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to move on to Hell of a Life, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is one of my low-key favorite uh, songs in the album just because the hook and what he's rapping about. Because this is like, mm-hmm. this had to have been when he was just getting with uh, uh, Kim Kardashian, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Uh, this was around like the year he was getting with Kim. 
and he's talking about fucking a porn star. I think I just <laughs> fell in love with a porn star. A porn star. Turn the camera on, Turn she camera a porn star. star. Like, <laughs> it literally is talking about Kim. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't realize, like, I knew no idea. I know ID was a great producer, and I knew Mike Dean was a great producer. But if you look at a lot mm-hmm. of the credits on this album for production, Mike Dean and no ID are, like, literally almost on all the songs. I so. Am... I never paid too much attention to, like, the producing, stuff like that. Yeah. Mike Dean and No ID were both on, uh, well, I know Mike Dean was on, um, uh, Devil in a New Dress. Mm-hmm. And so they're both on this. So, like, Mike Dean is very good at, like, mixing rock and rap. So as you can tell, like, on Devil in a New Dress, it has, like, that guitar and stuff on there. That's, like, Mike Dean. Then, obviously, on Hell of a Life, it has that guitar and shit on it. So a lot of the songs that sound kind of rocky but rappy, uh, yeah. Mike, Dean's usually, Mike Dean's usually on. Mm-hmm. Um that's the same Mike Dean from a uh, uh fucking I can't even think of the name. Um fuck with the lights off. Fuck with the lights off. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, Mike Dean is is a mm-hmm. great fucking producer. If you look him up it says he's well known for his production with Kanye West on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Yeezus. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is where he got his big, uh, his I big notices I'm from. In love with the porn store. Oh, oh. yeah, he's I best known outro. for pioneering his dirty South sound with production <laughs> innovation style. And got married in a bathroom. Oh, it's oh, like... so good. Got married in a bathroom. He, like I said, this, this, like each song could easily be its own movie. <laughs> oh but yeah, it just, it just paints just like a larger picture, like. Like narrative wise, got just fell in love with a porn star. Turn the camera on, she a porn star. Like the way he comes in on that <laughs> uh-huh. is just so fucking good. Um, man, this song, like, this is one of those songs like you just perform live and it just goes fucking hard, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to pull up the lyrics here. Hell of a life, Kanye West. Um, never in your wildest dreams. You could hear the loudest screams coming from the inside. You a wild bitch. Tell me what you got to do to be that guy. Said the price go down. She yeah, ever fuck a, down, black guy, fuck a black or guy. Or do anal. Or do a gang do bang. A gang bang. It's, it's kind of crazy that all consider the same thing. thing. I was just a lot of dudes lyrics. do gang bang. And if we run trains, we all in the same gang. Run away slaves off on a chain gang. Bang, bang, bang. So good. How do you interpret the song? Like. How do, how do you interpret it? I mean, I'm pretty straight fucking forward. It's just him falling in love with a chick who fucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know. Like, what you do you mean? On this. Oh, no. I think, like, to me, I don't think it's what he intended. But for me, this is kind of like, or like, a, like a very exaggerated satire of, like, Hollywood life. Of, like, fame. Yeah. And fortune, things like I mean, that. that's. That's pretty straightforward too. I mean, I don't yeah. really think like this song is really that deep. He's literally talking yeah. about being rich, doing rich people's shit, and fucking hot mm. girls. <laughs> <laughs> she want to play a role till I roll over. I'm gonna need a whole day at least. Roll Doja. Like he's literally talking <laughs> about it. We mm. part. Well, what party is we going to on to on Oscar Day? Especially if she can't get that dress from Oscar Day. 
<laughs> Lorenta, they wouldn't rent her. She couldn't take the shame. Snatched the dress off her back and told her to get away. How could you say she lived a life wrong when you ain't never fuck with the lights on? Lights on. Fuck with the lights on. <laughs> like, and then he talks about, again, falling in love with a porn star and got married in the bathroom, honeymoon on the dance floor, got divorced by the end of the night. That's one hell of a life. Like, it literally is the yeah. Hollywood life. Or like the mm. night in Vegas where you the drive through fucking marriage and then divorce the same night. Mm. Um, yeah. But he, uh, I like he just rapping about fucking porn stars, dude, and doing mm. crazy rich people shit. I mean, I think the song's pretty straightforward. Like this is one of his like not really that deep songs. Like it's literally just straight up like mm-hmm. going into. But it's just that well, narrative he paints, like, in your head, right. this is what, like, really just sticks with Oh, you. yeah, I pictured it's, like, getting in the car drunk as fuck, just, like, mm-hmm. blasting a hell of a life and just going crazy, dude. Like, mm-hmm. making out with bitches, you know what I'm saying? Not to degrade women, we love women. Uh, making out with chicks mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> drinking, fucking speeding down the highway. Mm-hmm. Fucking porn stars, dude. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all it is. Um... That song gets me going. That song is so hard. And then we go to sure, the. Are you sure this segment is not a Brazzers sponsor? <laughs> uh, shout outs Brazzers. Give me a free sponsorship <laughs> for the next ten years, please. Uh, I don't want to pay <laughs> your crazy fees to watch you when I can just look you up for free. Um, <laughs> obviously the quality isn't in 4K, and I would like to be 4K. So Brazzers, if you hear this, hook me up. Anyways, uh, that is enough for our unpaid sponsorship. I will take you not paying me for a sponsorship if you give me a free subscription. Uh, next song, Blame Game. <laughs> Blame Game. <laughs> With uh, John Legend. Mm-hmm. Fucking one of his better storytelling songs, easily, too. Mm-hmm. Um, John Legend says some of the most beautiful shit, or some of the most nasty, like, rude shit in the most beautiful way. Um, I call you bitch for I short. call you bitch for <laughs> short. And <laughs> like the nicest, I'll call you bitch for short. <laughs> like, <laughs> as a last resort and my first resort, you call me motherfucker for long. At the end of it, you know we were both wrong. <laughs> oh my god! And it's like, doesn't Connie somewhere in here talk about strangling some chick on her bathroom wall? Oh what wall I wrote? I'd rather yeah, argue right. with you than be with someone else. I took, I took a piss, a piss and, and dismissed it, like, it like, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but there's somewhere in here he literally talks about, like, choking. Oh, yeah, gripping you up, fucking and choking you. What the hell was I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I know you ain't got this type of dick from that local dude, and if dude. you are, I hope you have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is... Yeah, this is, like, him just, like... Like, literally, like... If you, like, listen to this album, I mean, I know he was with Amber Rose, like, around this time, too, but it's either about mm-hmm. Amber Rose or Kim Kardashian. He was writing some shit like this, like, because mm-hmm. they're both kind of hoes before they got with Kanye. I mean, Amber Rose is still a hoe, but Kim was, like, a hoe before she got with Kanye. So, like, mm-hmm. he's with chicks that know how to fuck, but they all also been with other dudes. And it seems mm-hmm. like in this song, it's a little more deeper than, obviously, Hell of a Life. He's basically talking about, like, being with a girl who's been with a lot of dudes um mm-hmm. so he's kind of insecure he's like oh i gotta like this is kind of toxic and like i don't know if my my dick game's better than their dick game so i gotta do this mm-hmm. to make it better and shit like that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's what this song kind of seems like mm-hmm. um i do he believe this is be, about kim kardashian he doesn't want to feel like a cuck <laughs> right i feel like this is about kim kardashian just because they're literally this right uh this this rhyme right here you getting blackmailed for that white girl <laughs> You always said, Yeezy, I ain't your right girl. 
probably find one of them I like art type girls. All of the light, she was caught in the hype girl. The hype girl. <laughs> so, I mean, it does kind of remind me of, of Kim Kardashian, you know, a white girl who's fucking a lot of, you know, okay. dudes. Um, but it could have been about anybody. I mean, I'm just saying, like, mm. this, like, after this album came out, he got with, got with her. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm assuming it was with her. Um, but this song, man, like seven, almost eight minutes, seven minutes, 50 seconds. Uh, this great. Isn't this the one with fucking, uh, yeah, Chris Rock at the end, like his fucking minute and a half monologue of his like talking shit. <laughs> I, let me look it up. I'm just... He goes, uh, you never yeah, used to uh-huh, talk this dirty, yeah. but now, yeah. goddamn, you disgusting. Where'd you learn that? <laughs> Easy taught me. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking butt ass naked with the naked. motherfucking shimmy shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> so good. How did you learn how? Did your pussy game come up? I was fucking partsy pussy. I never fucked before. <laughs> Easy taught me. <laughs> Easy so good. Holstered my pussy. <laughs> right, right. Who the fuck got your pussy all re upholstered? Easy re upholstered my pussy. <laughs> I got a thank Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeezy tie you well. Like, oh my god. Like this is a nasty ass song. You know what um song I listened to that reminds me of this song? What's on? It's a Mac Miller song. It's God is fair, sexy, nasty. Um, and the only reason that reminds me of that is because when you listen to God is fair, sexy, nasty, it's literally just about some sex shit. Just like how Blame <laughs> Game is about some nasty sex shit. Just fucking um that's literally what this song is about like if you go into to the to mac miller song it's um and a freak mind is divine so we fuck from behind on these sides between thighs i eat up <laughs> like literally the first bars song. are just about fucking from behind and eating pussy <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite max miller songs it's super catchy but like it's nasty as shit mm-hmm. um yeah and Kendrick Lamar features on that with the with the hook, so it's it's mm-hmm. really good. But uh, yeah, it just remind this song reminds me like it like it seems like he wrote this after being inspired. Like I don't I don't necessarily think he did, but it seems like he wrote this after being inspired uh to, from uh Blame Game because it's mm-hmm. very similar. I, I could see it, yeah. And then we get I'm, into the I'm two songs that I don't really remember too much about. Lost in the World and Who Will Survive in America. So I'm not really going to talk too much about those because it's been a long time since I listened to those because, like I said, I usually just skip over those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, uh... Do you have anything to say about the songs? I know you listened to the those probably a little more than I did. Um, honestly, not too much. I feel like... I don't know what to say too much about honestly. It's like it the it kind of comes off as like one of the, like a like a Disney movie ending where they're like where like they like find happiness or right. they they think they they find happiness in like the like the ballroom like the princess movies and they go mm-hmm. out and like kind of dance the night away because like with the verse you're my devil you're my angel like you're, right. you're my heaven you're my hell let's break out this fake-ass party and turn this into a classic. And I, that's what it just reminds me of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's just, like, I don't have too much to say about it, honestly. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I agree. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I uh, I interpret that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, is just definitely kind of like that happy ending, but also it's not really a happy ending. Like, mm-hmm. kind of dark at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um because like going into like the like the next song, it's like there's like uncertainty whether if it's all gonna work out for him, right? Or like with who who will survive in America, right? Definitely. All I want is a good home and a wife and a children and some food to feed him every night. After all is all is said and done, build a new route to China if they'll have you. Like it seems pretty uh pretty sad, but it also seems like he found like. It seems like at the end of the album he finds his direction and where he wants to go in life, uh, but mm-hmm. it's he's he's questioning how will he get through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this album is just it's a fucking masterpiece. I mean, definitely one of those albums. Like I said, I can listen to on repeat over and over again, and I'm just like, yeah, this is this is that one. Mm-hmm. It's it's just art, just purely art. I don't even consider right. it hip hop, just art in general. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I definitely think uh, that's literally it's just art. Like, I think, um, I think a, a casual, even non-hip hop listener fan uh, mm. would like this album. Oh yeah, it's a great album. If you just like art pieces of art and like to listen to things without like being forced to mm. listen to rap itself, mm-hmm. you're gonna like this album. Oh yeah, for sure. It's li- it's like one of my friends who like like isn't really that too much into hip hop. He just like loves this album to death, just because like like I said, it's just art at the end of the day, and that it's, and I think that's great that this album also has an appeal where it's also able to appeal to like those musical nerds that are more concerned with the music itself rather than just like the hip hop lyrics. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I I think. On a scale of one to ten, uh, this is like a fifteen. When it comes to just general hip hop, like this, this I disagree with it. you. I give it a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this man's about to say like an eight or some shit. I'm gonna be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, this is this is this is that album the, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, this is gonna get you into hip hop if you haven't really listened to hip hop, or it'll uh make you never want to listen to hip-hop again because you don't really like rap and you just want to listen to this uh <laughs> either way <laughs> either way you're gonna like this <laughs> so i don't really have a uh, too much too much else to go over about the album uh i think we went to pretty good uh pretty good detail with it um yeah next week we are gonna have a special guest it's me providing everything I'm goes back. well it's bn he will be it's back me. next week i'm back Boo. Uh, <laughs> we got a special guest coming next week you'll find out who it is next week i'm not going to spoil it for now we're going to do a little interviewing with him we're going to talk about some of the artists that he's worked with um as of recent and uh kind of just go on some vibes see what happens you know maybe maybe uh wing it from there but yeah i think uh that's all i wanted to talk about this week you got anything to add on there for yourself Ian? no leave me alone i don't like you all right, so next week we will not be having BN on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> you spoiled it. You spoiled it. <laughs> Even though I said I'm back. <laughs> Insert boo soundboard here. Boo. I worked with Kanye. I made this song. Leave me alone. 
Oh, okay. If you worked with Kanye on this song, you would not be on this podcast. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. I would, just, I would just be flexing all over you. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to end this podcast by, uh, rele- by playing a preview of my recently released uh, track, Traumatized. If you haven't heard it yet, it is now available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, anywhere you can get your hands on music. Go down to the thrift shop, pirate a CD with it on it, whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, this is the fucking 80s, sell it out the trunk of your car. I don't give a fuck. Play that shit, stream it, get your boy some money, bruh. Um, yeah. You got anything else to add on, BN? Go away. Leave me alone. Get out of here. All right. Peace. I don't like trash. (laughs) (laughs) I'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hold on. Did you end it? No, hold on. Fuck you. Falling skies, I see my people traumatized I see my family start to cry I see my inspirations die I see these falling skies I see my people traumatized I see my family start to cry I see my inspirations die Shit ain't the same no more